The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know what? Um, do you know what my favorite nation is? What? Guess. If you had to guess, what would it be? Raider Nation? Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you're thinking on that because it's actually Tar Nation. <laughs> oh, what in Tar Nation? So I'm surprised you said Raider Nation and not like the United States of America, you know? like The United States of America. <laughs> Just to be clear, I, I am a patriot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we all- I don't support any other country besides right? California. Nah, dude. You, you may be a patriot. I'm a cowboy, though, for sure. Been a cowboy my entire life. What's in your uh, tool belts? The Mr. Rams. Cowboy? <laughs> the Rams. What's in my tool belt? Yeah, what's in your tool belt? <sighs> Actually, Allen keys. Those come in handy. A what? Allen keys. You know, those little, those little Ikea keys that fix everything? You know what I'm talking about? So you're the cowboy who goes to Ikea. <laughs> yes. Because we're assuming you're a cowboy back in like the 1800s. Yeah. Well, I'm a cowboy from LA. That's what it is. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense, right? None of this makes sense right now. No, it doesn't. But I'm enjoying and it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're enjoying it too. Right, guys? They said yes. Yeah, I heard it. Anyway, what is on my mind today, actually. Oh, Jesus. Is what do we have today? I'm going to show this to you. It's another one of my post-it notes, my, my very famous post-it notes. Okay. But I wrote a question this time mm-hmm. and I want you to actually think about it. And this would probably go out to men, obviously, because when I read the question, it'll make sense. Now, do you want your woman to relate to your war stories? Do you want your woman to relate to your war stories? Yeah. Would you want your woman to relate to your war stories? Is that a good or bad thing? What do you mean by that, though? So, I mean, look, men and women, we go through different things for the most part. And it's because of who we are. Mm -hmm. Now, with the rising issue of mental health, men are always kind of just... We'll leave that to last, you know, let's fix the women first. And that essentially makes sense because we are supposed to be the rock of everything. And we need to ensure, yeah, we need to ensure that, you know, everyone's fine before we get taken care of. Sure. Correct. That's for the most part, how it's been played out and that's how it is. And that's how it should be. But think about it. So when we go through the deepest, darkest depths of hell, And we climb out of it. We call that an experience, right? Mm -hmm. We can call it a war story. Okay. We can call it, you know, finding the light, whatever we want to call it. Um, The more women I have talked to, the more I'm like, dude, there's a huge clear difference between a man and a woman. Okay. And it comes down to my experiences even, right? I'm a lot safer walking down the street than a woman is. Therefore, I have 
it's second nature to me to just walk down alleys and no go doubt. places and do things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, set up deals. Sometimes what I perceive as a very shady atmosphere might just, she might miss it. You know what I mean? And that's just how it's played out. That's, and for me, I'm like, you know what? I've been thinking and it's kind of like, this comes on when you start looking for someone to be with or someone for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You start to ask yourself questions. How is this person going to benefit me in my life? Or how is this person going to fit in my life? And when you sit there and start to think about your experiences, because that's who you are today, then is the woman supposed to be equivalent to a man in the sense that she has to have had very similar experiences for her to be herself today? And therefore, we make sense to be together. Which begs the question, which was... Which was... Can a woman can relate a woman, to her man's war stories? Yes. I think she can up to a certain point. Yeah. But then you reach this... What? You reach this point where gender differences do matter. Where... The woman is not a man. She doesn't understand what the experience of a man is like. And the man is not a woman. He doesn't understand what the experience of a woman is like. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be this gap of, let's say, miscommunication. And if two people are in a relationship and they have successfully navigated that gap, it is precisely through communication that they do do that. Mm-hmm. That's like... Yeah, and I can see that because, like, for example, the the understanding. So, like, for example, if we want to receive something from a woman, mm-hmm. and one second, we need someone's at the door, dude. This is not even a yeah. problem for us. I don't. Yeah, think it, it's never a problem. But hold on, give me a second, guys. Okay. As you were saying before we were rudely interrupted. Yes. Um, So what I was saying was when it comes to the understanding of how, like, okay, let's just share a piece of information real quick. Like, hmm, I like my screwdrivers on the top drawer because of my height. I like to just kind of, that's just where my arms sit. So I'd like to grab it there. I don't want it on the lower shelf. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a reason why I put my uh, drinks on the side of the fridge and not the center. I like everything right? in its place. Exactly. Okay. Now, sometimes, like I've dealt with this before, especially with my siblings. Okay. So, like, if my sister, if I have, if I like things on the side of the door, like drinks, you know, milk is in the front. Sure. Cool. I don't care. They like to mix that up. Which right. I They'd be like, stand. no, it'd be like, no, there's some space next to the milk so we can jam some Red Bulls in there. And I'm, I'm like, no, that's, that's not cool. And then you would sit there and explain it calmly and, you know, and everything's fine. And you'd be like, that was so clear. Even I double understood it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I understood it even more now. Right. And then they they look at you and be like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that there's always a clear difference in how the hell we perceive information. Always. Whether it's man to man, woman to woman, this to that, there will always be that gap. Exactly. 
And that's why I mentioned both of my sisters. It's kind of like, all right. So then that in initially opened up my mind into thinking, huh, is it women that are like that? Or is it people? But at the very beginning, I was just like, women are different. And that's it. It just started as women are different. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Move along a couple of years, more experiences, met more people, more guys, and went through more things. What do you know? What, men and women typically do the same thing as well sometimes, you know? Sure. When it comes to that, the understanding is completely off. So now I started to realize that, man, like you said, man to man can be different. Mm -hmm. Woman to man can be different. Woman to woman can be different too. So it's like we start to realize that men and women are different, but we as a whole humanity are even more different. I think this is the crux of the, the yeah. issue here. The best way I've found it to be described is men and women are different. Yes. The idea that we are just equal on all levels is completely false, but we are complementary. We so are complementary. If you take a look at the yin yang symbol, you have black part of the yin, you know, the black part of the symbol the with larger, yeah. a little bit of the White. other side in it. Yeah. And then vice versa. Yeah. Because it all blends together. That's so true. the feminine with the masculine, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So I think we skip over that and we don't think of it as complementary. We think of it as one and one rather than one whole thing. Or right. against each yes. other. Yeah. Because it can be one and one. That just means it's negative. Get out. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the question again, I think it just came from a place of, um, and the question was, can, should, a, wom can yeah. a woman and should a woman relate and I be able to, can is better. I think, yeah. can. Can a woman relate to a man's like dark experiences? I don't know. I feel like that because, and the reason why I bring that up to even begin with is because it's already tough enough for men to talk about their feelings or emotions or whatever. Reason being is because we don't sit, we don't generate an emotion quickly, right? It kind of generates over time. You got to process the thought. Okay. And, and you go through a rush of emotions and then you sit on one. Mm -hmm. That's usually kind of how it happens. And by the, by the time it's irrelevant, that's when you go through it for the most part, right? Now, what everyone claims, including women, they tell us, mm -hmm. you need to talk to us. You need to do more. You need to uh, find a therapist. You need to talk this through. You're right. This is unhealthy. Uh, this comes at the cost of your mental. So stop. You know, yeah, it's like, like the tagline everyone yeah. throws out. And it's like, well, but here's, here's the thing. Most days I feel fine. You get me? Exactly. Here's the thing people don't understand. Women are, they tend to be more emotional about things. Yes. Okay. If that's controversial to you, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to tell you. Like that is just a fact. Men in general are more logical about things. So when we approach a problem and when we deal with emotions, Women like to discuss and talk about mm -hmm. their emotions in relation to the problem. Men, since they're very logical, like to solve the problem. And in order to solve the problem, you can't be in a whirlwind of emotion and caught up in your own bullshit, right? Yeah. So that's why we don't really want to deal with the whole like, well, go see your therapist. It doesn't help us. It doesn't. In general, it does not help yeah. us. Yeah. I All we're doing is talking about our fucking problems. That does not get us anywhere. Mm-hmm talking about it that's what hanging out with your boys is for 
It's group therapy. Exactly. Session. But you're not mm -hmm. talking about it. What you're doing is you're talking about the idea of things. You're trying to find a solution. Yes. Group solution. Exactly. And that's when it's that those are the benefits of it. And like, like you said, we have different cycles, man. We don't, I don't think we have a monthly cycle. I feel like we, we can, <laughs> we can recover overnight for the yeah. most part. Right. If I feel like crap and I usually know that from the morning mm -hmm. and by the time it's 12, if nothing has changed, then I just need to go to sleep because I know it'll fix it. Like it's happened before. You know what I mean? So. And I'm not saying that the way women yeah. relate to emotion is bad. Yeah. That's and not and we're I'm not saying. discrediting men. You get me? We all come at different sensitivity levels. That's what I've, I've, I'm slowly starting to learn mm -hmm. is that we all come at different sensitivity levels. That's how, that's how you can have the, the six foot seven guy that's big as hell with a lifted truck and four Trump flags in the back. <laughs> right. That's how you can have people like him America. because there's different sensitivity levels, bro. This guy does not give a crap. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's a true patriot. Yeah, and there's levels of not giving a crap. That's the thing. Um, but anyway. Uh, but to the orig original question, I think, yes, a woman can relate to her man's war stories, but up to a certain point. Yeah. Obviously, there are human problems it's that controversial we all deal with. Because I almost want to say they can't. Why? Why not? But th that's a huge statement, see? Because I can't, I, can't I can't claim that all. You feel me? Yeah, but- I can't you, claim I mean, that all. Back it up. Bro, I know some women in, in the army. So what? You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't claim that to be. But I'm, I'm saying in the vicinity of an average bro that is just in a whatever smaller circle, you know, he's not really famous. He's nothing. He's just an average Joe living in some average apartment, mm -hmm. trying to meet some women, you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Just like everybody else in this world. <laughs> Average so man. Like, yeah. So you're going to relate. You're going to say all women in that sense. It's not, he doesn't really mean all women ac across the that's, globe. That's why we say in general. Yeah. In general. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, th I feel like there's um, some, something about us being more logical expires our brain quicker. I feel like. What do you mean? I don't quite get it. So think of an, an electronic. Just think like me for a second. If we open up a computer, there's a bunch of hardware in it, right? Yeah. Okay. One of them is the brain. Mm -hmm. Now, as we know, the brain works a lot. And if biologically speaking, the male is more logical, meaning he uses his head more. Mm-hmm. And the woman is more emotional, meaning she uses her soul and heart more. Those are the two things that are being used. So that means women use the heart more. The man uses the brain more. Now, over time, when you keep processing so much, so much, so much, and it starts to overheat, after 80 years, that computer's done, bro. Yeah, you're, you're too narrow-minded. You're focused on one skill. But when you combine logic with emotion, with intuition, that's, that's where you're really powerful. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see this. Uh, it's like, I'm not, I'm not acting like I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I do. And I want to get to somewhere else. And that's because that's the whole point. I wanted you to say those three basic pillars, which are. Yeah. Balance. <laughs> Fucking balance. Who knew? Honestly, balance. I did not expect you to say that. 
That's the funny thing. Balance. You say it time and time again. And exactly. I forgetting. What is that? Do you see what I mean? So see that whole conversation we just had. We just had, wow, dude, they're emotional. They're logical. Men don't know shit about intuition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? And women don't know shit about logic, bro. Don't tell me to turn right when it's left. <laughs> anyway. The point is balance. Yeah. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's balance. Come on. So it's like, dude, um, the whole point, I think, is that an experience is an experience. No one should. Why does it even matter if we need to relate? If you're in a relationship, it matters. I would say that's the foundation of your relationship. But why? Because, because you have because to you have to communicate that gap. Yes. You have to lessen the gap. Yes, but if you're just no, man, it doesn't have to be every experience. Not every experience, think. no. But yeah, I think um you're right. Now that I I'm starting to think about it, you know. And a hand selected. If you're start if you're looking for a true woman, you're basically opening and building your house with this woman. Meaning that y'all better have the same type of living, the same type of brain. No, no, no. You got to have the same values. You have to have the same well, values and ability to communicate yeah, well, what you need and, what is, and how you How feel. do you grade the quality of a brain? Basically. Visually. Visually speaking. There's a scale. It's called a standard line. Right? Mm -hmm. And what are your standards? If your standards meet, okay. those, that is number one to me. I think that's number one. Okay. It's gotta be. Because like, I've seen some relationships where it's just like one is ultra hygienic and the other one is not. And then one is complaining 24 seven. Can't walk out of the bathroom with shit you, on your ass. You like, get me? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what can I, <laughs> you're the other half of me, dude. What? No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So it's a funny world. But the point is the gap, okay? Not the store, the gap. You've got to lessen that gap if you want a healthy relationship that goes on for an extended period of time. Mm. That's mandatory. Yeah, you need to lessen the gap. Y'all need to be on board more. Yeah. Um, did you have another topic you wanted to speak on? Because I do have one. Not really, but yeah, go ahead. It's a very interesting one, actually. So... The, uh, this is something that has been circulating social media as of mm -hmm. recent, but the title of this article from BBC is Fertility Rate, Jaw-Dropping Global Crash and Children Being Born. Yikes. Did you know about this? No. So let's start off with a definition, okay? What is the fertility rate? Mm. Fertility? Oh, so that means babies being born. What? I mean, yeah. It's the average number of children a woman gives birth to. Yeah. So it singles down on a focused woman and how many children she has on average. Okay. Um, so in 1950, women were having an average of 4.7 children in their lifetime. Hmm. It's quite a quite a good number. That's a, that's a decent yeah, amount of children. That's large family. families by the time they're like in their 40s. Yeah. Um, so researchers at the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation showed the global fertility rate nearly halved to 2.4 in 2017. Wow. So we went from 4.7 to 2.4. And their study published in The Lancet projects it will fall below 1.7 by 2100. Depopulation. 
some form of depopulation is happening. And this is interesting because a lot of the billionaires who speak about global problems, they always talk about overpopulation. We have too many people. We don't have enough resources. That's the big problem that Mm -hmm. we're facing. But one billionaire who is actually logical about what he does and I don't think has a vested interest is Elon Musk. Mm. And what he says is that um, actually the opposite problem is really at the heart of what what we need to focus on, which is um, not enough people in the world. So, and then he he also like, he put some stuff on Twitter that I I saw. He says U.S. birth rate has been below um, the minimum of sustainable levels for about 50 years. Mm -hmm. And he also says, contrary to what many think, the richer somebody is, the fewer kids they have. Elon just says he's the rare exception because I, I do think he has a few kids, but mm-hmm. most people that he knows only have one uh, child or none at all. So it's like, why, why, would, why do you think that would be the case? If you have more money, if you're wealthier, why would you tend to have less children? Because you're selfish. You, good answer. You, you pretend to be the victim and act like you've seen it all and saw poverty and you're here now. So why bring children into this evil world where they're going to suffer? That's part of it. Right. Another and, argument is that the more educated women get, mm-hmm. the less children they have because they're able to make a decision about their own survival. And I can see that. I can see how that's controversial. Because why do third world countries like, why do women in third world countries have large families? Well, here's. Here's what's crazy, okay? Like, as a Middle Eastern person, mm-hmm. um, having basically my entire family from there, right? Our traditions are a little bit different, okay? So I've seen it all. Until this day, it's still the same. That's what's crazy to me. Yeah. Is you're allowed to get educated nowadays, okay? But back then, and I'm t- by, when I say back then, I'm talking about, like, let's just say less than 10 years ago. Just go back less than 10 years ago, even, when women still couldn't drive in like Saudi, even <laughs> that's crazy. But um, all they did as families was the men get sent to school or the army or work. Mm-hmm. And the women learned how to be housewives and they would sit around and wait and dream of their man to come and rescue them. Basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of my parents and I'm, repressed and I'm done with this crap. Please come and save me. Men come and enter the house and they say hi to the parents and whatever. Obviously it's very accustomed and it's it's more classy than how I just described it. Sure. But <laughs> it's like do you see how how that is? It's yeah. they don't they're not even given the opportunity and for the most part, you know, so I even had like um some relatives of mine where it's like they want to go to school? No. It's not necessary. You should probably just get married and have kids. Yeah. That's your schooling is to educate them. Well, so, you're not really educated. Yes, she is. She went to high school. What? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> a great point because it's a roadblock that culture and, and other nations yeah. just have See, I don't have a problem with that. If like, if, if it's guaranteed that middle school through high school is like the elite years, bro, it's going to set you up for the rest of your life. But that's not the case. No, it's not the case. It's not the case. Yeah, but Real my point is experience. like, women, you see how that is? Yeah. Even in today, like that has just been changing today. Mm-hmm. The reason why women in third world countries have a lot of kids, in my opinion, is 
because the more kids they have, the more uh, chances they have at being taken care of when they're older and they can't take care of themselves. So in a sense, those extra children are insurance policies. It's a messed up way to view it, but in reality, that's what they it are. Is. Look, listen, the biggest, most responsible thing you can ever do in your entire life is to have a child. Okay. And that's not yeah. a joke. All right. We kid around and we, we talk about like pulling out and ah, or it's like, you know, like we just <laughs> meme about it all the time. But, but I want you to realize like the sensitivity of what semen is to begin with, or like, yes, what, it's huge, it's bro. A sentence you just said, but, it, but no, you're right. Bringing a child into this world is probably the biggest decision you'll ever have to make. Exactly. So like once you have a child, you are done, dude. You're, you're done being like selfish. You're, you're, that's it. The way you're supposed to react as a human being is that everything you owe is to that child now. And that's your, that's your continuation. Okay. Yeah. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Most fathers act that way, don't they? Like someone that's a man of their word, right? Someone that's I, kind I can't of like, even say, I don't even know. Yeah. But for the most part, like, you know, if I'm going to surround myself with true men, most, you best believe my boys are going to be like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to fucking bail out. No. 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 They're going to be with their child. They're going to be with yes, their Yes, 100%. Parents. And those are the people that I would like to know. And those are the people that I know exist. Mm -hmm. Right? It, there's a lot to it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. But I mean, even to this point that wealthier people have less children, this, this was even true in 1939. Mm -hmm. uh, it's by no means a new phenomenon. So I'm going to explain family income group compared to average children under 18 per family. Okay. So from $0 to $500, this is in 1939, by the way, it's about 1.49 children under 18 within the family. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll skip to a few. So everywhere, once you hit $3,000 of family income yes. per month, um, it reaches 1.03 children under 18 within the family. And then once you hit above 3K, then above 5K, you're, you're dropping down to 0 0.96, 0 0.99. So even back in 1939, it shows the wealthier you are, the less children you have in general, which is very... Well, there's a lot of things, bro. I can even bring up arguments like, like most religions believe that children are, are a blessing. A mm -hmm. blessing and financial security, that kind of stuff. So like, there's that side, you know, there has to be a huge population that believes in that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, there's, and, and money does something to you too. What does it do ultimately? Comfort. Comfort, yeah. You're able to travel Space. more. You're able to Dude, do I things. swear to you, when you have money, here's what happens. It feels like your thoughts get extended into, like if your thought was one millisecond, it is now extended into like 3.5 seconds. Like it's just, because you have the luxury. You have the luxury and the time to think about it, you yeah. know? It's weird that that happens. Mm -hmm. But as you become tighter in security, right? And your comfort's out the window, you have the less comfortable your thoughts are, the less comfortable the rate of speed they are at, mm. and, and everything. So no. if you feel like shivering, it's because you are. Your, your brain is shivering from thoughts, bro. <laughs> God. And just, yeah. and just as a last... Um, piece to this whole overpopulation thing. Mm -hmm. Why is underpopulation a problem? A lot of people might think it's great for the environment, you know, less people, less use of carbon, carbon footprint, all that other bullshit. Um, but actually, the 
the reason based off of what I've seen is the inverted age structure. So you have more older people than young and all of that funnels down into certain consequences that society has to deal with. So the study that I was talking about earlier, this is what it projects. Mm. The number of under five-year-olds will fall from 681 million in 2017 to 401 million in 2100. Mm. While the number of people above 80 will soar from 141 million in 2017 to 866 million in 2100. So it's it's going to create a massive social change. Like mm. who pays for retirement? Who takes care of all these old people? Uh, will people still be able to retire from work? Those are all certain, like those are big problems that we have to face. Mm -hmm. And you got to think by then the money circulation too. <laughs> you gotta, who who knows? Well, imagine what the cap is at at, the, at that point. What? Three trillion? Yeah. Granted, I'm not always a fan of predictions because if, you, if you've watched the, An Inconvenient Truth from Al Gore, who ran for president, I believe in like 2006, he came out with a whole bunch of climate change predictions that were complete bullshit. Florida's going to be underwater by 2016. Yeah, do you remember that? Like, okay. Bro, yeah. those were those were the days for predictions, though. Those because it was days. just like, we st time was still a little bit slow. <laughs> so I was like... Can't quite catch up yeah, with social media. You know, like back then, I remember a week felt like a month. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, I think... A lot can change. A lot can change. And none of that, none of any of those statistics is is true. It's kind of just an outlook on what Elon Musk believes. No, no, this was a different study, but okay. it's a prediction based off of current yeah. stats. Current stats. Yeah. With the way things are going, that's kind of like, if we were to keep this up, that's yeah. essentially where we would be, which is not fun. Who knows? Maybe it'll only be you and me on this planet just recording the 2 yeah. podcast. In 2100. All right. <laughs> it's quite a picture. Welcome back to episode number 98,430. <laughs> 63? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're too fucking old for this shit. <laughs> anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode and feel free to follow us on Spotify and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else that you can find us because we're everywhere. <laughs> Just start saying everywhere. Yeah, on. literally. We're on all the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Google Podcasts now. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace.